right, this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We're number one in deal finding with over 45,000 leads every month for you. Uh, ooh, sorry, didn't change this. Um, if you are a current client and you want a more in-depth training or if you've got more questions after today or just want to get in a little deeper, tomorrow at noon, I'm doing a current a training for current client, clients. Blah having talking issues today. So feel free to uh, join that tomorrow. We can go a little bit more in depth in things. Um, so if that's what you're looking for, of course, you're welcome to stay here today. All right, so what we're gonna do today is we're talking about how to find and analyze a deal. Um, so we're gonna kind of go a pre-foreclosure to ARV. So we're gonna find a deal on the pre-foreclosure list. Um, First of all, if you are new to real estate investing, the ARV stands for after repair value. And that's what the property is going to be worth after you fix it up. That's the most important number that you have to get right when you are looking at a deal and um, evaluating whether it's going to be a good deal or not. You have to know what's it going to be worth after you fix it up. And everything goes from there. So uh, we're going to do a comps analysis using our FAST CMA. And CMA stands for comparative market analysis. That's what a real estate agent would do if you say, what would my house be worth? So they look at other uh, properties that are nearby, that are similar in age, similar in size, similar condition to figure out what your, prop what your house would be worth. Uh, real estate investors usually just call it doing comps. Um, but we're especially interested in the after repair value. So we need the comps that have been fixed up. And then we're going to calculate an offer. So the maximum allowable offer or MAO for a new investor for sure. Uh, most other investors go by this as well, but it's 70% of the ARV minus repairs. So if the property is worth 100000 and then 70% of that would be 70,000. And then from that, you subtract whatever repairs it takes to get it fixed up. And so um, the, if say it takes 10,000 in repairs, so 70,000 minus 10,000 means the most you would pay for that property would be 60,000. And the reason is to make sure that you're going to make money and for sure not lose money on that deal. Because out of that 70%, you're thinking, great, that means I've got 30% profit, right? No, you're gonna get about half of that in your profit. The other half is going to be eaten up by closing costs with the title company, holding costs, uh, which means uh, the cost that, um, well, holding costs for holding the property is, um, the interest that you have to pay on the loan, the insurance that you have to keep on the property in case it were to burn down or something like that during construction. Um, and you also have to keep the electricity on for the contractors, water, that kind of stuff as well. Those are the holding costs. So by the time you subtract all those things, it leaves usually around 15 to 16% of that for your profit. And if something uh, happens that you weren't expecting, 
that's going to come off of your profit. It's not going to come off of anything else. So that 70% is how you make sure you have a cushion so that you're going to make money on the deal. So and, do you want to share like, um, our, our, the, the last house that we flipped, um, uh, unexpectedly the water heater broke down during the time we were flipping it. And so it was fine when we, when we took over the house. Um, but, uh, but it went down and that was an $800 bill that we didn't expect. And so there's the cushion. Um, exactly. And there's always going to be something like that, yeah. something that you don't exactly. anticipate. So that just helps you to be prepared for that. All right, so we're going to start by showing you our off-market leads, and these are all updated every day. We go directly to the courthouse documents to get the information to make sure it's always accurate and fresh. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and go to my email. There we go. So I get this email every day, and it has all 10 lists of off-market leads that we offer, and it's updated Monday through Friday every day. So, Kev, you want to take it from here? You're muted again. Okay, well, I'll just start then. Sorry, we're having a little communication issues here. Um, probate and airship is the first one. So, obviously, when somebody passes away, um, somebody gets their house. And uh, so, a lot of times, that person who inherits might be inherits it might be a child or you know, a close relative who might be in another city or state. And so it's just something else that they have to deal with and pay taxes on till they get rid of it. So um, that makes the grantee a motivated seller. We have the pre-foreclosure list and we'll come back and do that a little bit more. Um, so most of you that, everybody that put in the chat so far was from Texas, um, Texas, we have 21 days before the auction. Now, the, these have kind of been suspended, um, but some places are having auctions. So I know that last month in Houston, or Bend County and Montgomery County held auctions for um, some of these mortgage foreclosures. Others, there's the, the moratorium that's been extended due to COVID. So it's kind of an unknown thing right now, but the bottom line is that these people can't pay their mortgage and their issues are going to keep snowballing and they're, it's likely that a lot of them are still going to need to sell their house to pull themselves out of that. So that's the reason we have so many here is we usually get rid of them after the auction, but since the auctions haven't happened in all places, We've just kind of kept them on here. So it just gives you some more leads to check in with. The appointment of substitute trustee is kind of a pre-pre-foreclosure. And uh, so four to six weeks, sometimes they hit this list four to six weeks before they hit the pre-foreclosure list. So the trustee is the person who does the paperwork. It's always an attorney who does the paperwork and usually conducts the auction for the property if, if they don't pay. And so the banks have to appoint somebody who's local to do that. And so this kind of gives you a little bit more time to develop a relationship with that person. Because the key to finding these deals is in the relationship. 
or the key to getting the deals is in the relationship with the person. Uh, Kevin, do you want to tell them how, um, how you got Marcus to talk to you? If you're there. Well, that's, that's kind of funny because, uh, um, I actually, uh, Becky and I print off like four by six, uh, cards from Vistaprint and, uh, I was dropping cards at, at doors. Um, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I dropped a card off at, at this guy's doorstep and, and went back to my truck and was looking for the next address that I was going to go to. And uh, he pulls up in the driveway. And so I just started a casual conversation with the guy and, um, he was in trouble. Um, his, his wife had, had divorced him. He, um, he was losing his house of, of course, and his son is autistic and his whole world was just crashing in on him and it just took a, a good ear and a and, and some time to to sit down and talk with him and uh we were able to make a deal with him and so um it, it's good because it helped him um it kept him from losing um it, it kept him from losing everything that everything else. Um, foreclosure is, uh, you know, could be, uh, what is it? Seven months back or seven years, seven, seven to 10 years. Yes. And so, um, off his, you know, his credit is completely ruined at that point. And so, um, it kept him in that, out of that situation and and that was a good thing absolutely but you skipped the part about how you <laughs> first develop develop the relationship because you dropped the card and oh it was the saints <laughs> it was an nfl <laughs> and, and tonight's the first nfl game by the way you know Texans are playing the Chiefs. So, yeah, no, we casually started a conversation about uh, the NFL. Uh, he was a New Orleans Saints fan, and I'm a longtime Denver Bronco fan. And so um, <laughs> that's how it got started. Yeah, he was actually wearing a Saints cap. So Kevin opened the conversation with a football you know, rather than just jumping into right into, I want to buy your house. <laughs> so you never want to do that. So, all right, the next one on the list is eviction notices. So they, these have kind of been stopped again. Uh, they were they were stopped for a while. They started doing evictions again, and then they stopped them. I heard some places they're not stopped because they're actually. Uh, well, they're not completely stopped. They're doing them through Zoom. Um, but other ones, if the owner has an FHA Fannie or Freddie loan, they cannot evict based on just non-payment. They can evict based on other things. So if somebody's trash in the property or something, you can evict, but not on non-payment. Um, but this list just gives you uh, tired landlords. You might want to sell. 
liens. That's our HOA liens, mechanics liens, hospital liens, um, just a kind of a signal of financial distress. And some people think that because there's a lien on their house, they can't sell even if they want to. Um, but the fact is that as an investor, you have options to help get those liens negotiated down or removed so that you can go ahead with the sale. Tax sale list. Again, those are kind of off and on right now. Um, I know Harris County in Houston actually conducted a tax sale in June and July, but they didn't in August or September. So who knows what's going on there? But again, those people's problems are not going to go away. Delinquent taxes. So if you want to get them um, before they hit the tax sale list, when they're just starting to be late, that gives you a lot more time to work with them. Code violations. So if you're out driving for dollars and you see those properties that have the overgrown grass or piles of junk or the front porch is caving in, something like that, code violations is a way to find those properties without actually having to drive around and find them. So that works in any place that's not an HOA, the city will record it as a code violation. Loan modifications, again, who knows what's going to be happening. I think there's going to be a ton of these as people negotiate out of their foreclosures. And the banks are not doing what they did in Harvey, uh, which was they came back and said, okay, you don't have to make your payments for six months. It's month seven. Now I want all seven months worth of payments. Uh, they said they can't do that right now. So I think that's going to increase the number of loan modifications. But the reason that loan modifications is on here is because the majority of those fail because it usually involves raising the payment. And if you can't make your $1,200 a month payment, how are you going to be able to make a $1,400 a month payment, for example? And of course, the last one is divorces, which <laughs> Kevin, Kevin says he doesn't want to touch because he doesn't want to get in the middle. <laughs> no way. I don't want to be that middleman, but some people do. And we've, we've had quite a few clients that um, are willing to, to jump into those rings. So um, it's a, it's a good one. And uh, again, those lists are all on um, Excel files. So you can manipulate them however you want. So you can, um, you can sort or you can filter any of those um, areas. Um, when It's kind of funny, Becky was talking about when we first started out and I, I was going all over Houston and which is fine. Um, however, I needed to, to, to pin it down. And so we live in Katy and so I just pinned it down to Katy and, and started filtering the list to, um, I six, six K or four Katie addresses and two Houston addresses, um, addresses that are in our area. And so I could focus on them. Um, and, and that really made a difference for me. So, uh, you can do whatever you want with it. Yep. Depending on your marketing strategy, 
and where you want to go. We were door knocking and dropping cards, so we just wanted to be close by. So uh, we filtered, we sort by zip codes. You can do it by city, anything you like. So this is the pre-foreclosure list for October auction, if it happens in October or who knows when. So you can see when it was recorded at the courthouse and when we added it to the file, which is usually within a day or two. Um, and here's the auction date and time under normal circumstances. And who knows, some of these might go to auction, they might not. Um, but here's the owner's name, the property address, the city zip code, the numbers of bed and bath and the square footage. So you can also narrow your search that way. Garage pool, you're built. So you're gonna want that information as well. Here's the trustee. So remember that's that attorney that would be selling it at the auction or somebody associated with them. So if you wanted to track it, you can always look for them. Let me give you an estimate of the equity in the property. That's, that's the biggest one that I always look at. I, uh, row S and T are the, are the ones that I look at the most. And, and I, I, I look at those because when I first got into it, I, I was calling everybody. And um, then I realized that I, I couldn't help people that were really upside down. And so I look at this list and I, I, I go down and, um, and check now and make sure I filter. Um, and I usually filter 25% or more in equi equity because I wanna make sure that there's enough meat on the bone there. And so the negatives, I just, I just drop out of my list. And so um, the other thing I look at and, and what equates um, the estimated equity is the, uh, is the assessed value of the home. And so I'll go through and I'll look at that because I want to find a sweet spot of, you know, below $250,000 and, uh, and, and look at those properties that, that are lower, um, lower in value there. And so, um, as we get into it, you'll see, um, that we can, uh, comp a home, but, that's how I kind of filter them out at first. I, I look at the equity and I say, well, if it's 25% or higher, I'm gonna take that and look into those properties. If it's lower than that, then it may not be worth my time, depending on what I'm doing. Now, there are other people that, um, that will take those negative, <clears throat> those negative values and, and uh, do a short sale on them. Okay, that's fine, but that's not what I, I do. So if, if you're the person that does that, then you can look at those negative values as well. Right, there are definitely strategies that you can do, but they are usually a little bit more advanced. And when you're first starting off, it's a lot easier to work with the ones that have equity. Um, so then we just give you, here's the loan type. If they had a loan modification, it'll show you here. And this information is just information on the loan that we use to calculate the equity. 
And so here's the legal description, which is important. If it does go to auction, um, some of the trustees don't give the address, they only give the legal description. Subdivision name, you could sort by subdivision too. And then if it's owner occupied or not. So we're seeing a lot more non-owner occupied on this list right now. And I think that's because um, they're the, the ones that maybe can go ahead and foreclose, who knows. Um, but so here's the owner's name and their address if it's different from the property address. All right, so let's find a property. So we're gonna start off kind of looking at, we're gonna find one here that has a good amount of equity and the lower price. Kevin mentioned below 250. And the reason that is right now, our economy is a little more uncertain and the housing market is a little more uncertain, but the homes that are kind of, I guess, starter homes, lower priced homes that are more affordable to people are the ones that are still going to continue to go much faster. If you buy a higher priced home, then you're risking having to sit on it longer um, because it, it just doesn't sell as quick as quickly because there's not as many people that can afford it. So looking at these, uh, let's see, what do you think? Let's try this one. I like the name, Rippling Fields. That one's got 56% uh, equity, 92,000. So it's, it's uh, the assessed value is 165. Now the comp value is probably gonna be a little higher. So we're gonna check on that. So I'm gonna copy this and I'm gonna go into our online platform. Uh, the first page we have some analytics. I'm going to go to our FAST CMA page. You want to look at the year and the square footage. Yeah, so this, this one was built in 1982 and it's 2006 square feet. So my internet is going a little slow all of a sudden. So while we're waiting for this to load, which is kind of weird here. Oh, there we go. Definitely had an issue. Let me start over here and I'll go back to the beginning. Yeah, what happened to our internet? <laughs> it is not going fast right now. There we go. All right, so we've got a couple questions while we're waiting for the internet to get itself straight. Um, Rob asked if we would be willing to share the general message that we print on our card. So I'll show you what we did. And I don't know, Kevin, can you see this okay? You're muted. I, I can't see it. I can't see you anymore. <laughs> mm, okay, well, anyway, it basically- up. I can't see you. <laughs> can't see No, you disappear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's the the joy of Zoom. So here we go. When I speak, my video comes up. Okay, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. So if I'm talking right now, I don't know if you can see this card at all, but we did them two sides. We put me on one side and we put Kevin on the other side. And it just, it says we can help. It says we have many strategies to avoid foreclosure, 
We help with houses in pre-foreclosure, houses that are distressed, inherited properties, houses that need repair, vacant houses, you just want out and need a new start. Um, so kind of things like that, just a message, call or email us today. We would love to help you find solutions to your unique housing needs. And it's got our contact information and our pictures. So and we did take a bold step at the very beginning, um, and which was, which, which was hard. Um, but we set up an LLC and, uh, that, that was a, that was a big step that I think that was our first step into real estate. Wouldn't you say? Well, actually we had that flip that was first. <laughs> well, yeah, but <laughs> before we printed these cards, we got an LLC. We came up with our name and got an LLC so that we would have that to print on the cards. So that's just what we do. Some people do door hangers. Um, some people just put a sticky note with their name and address. Um, you know, the goal is just kind of to get something that's going to attract their attention on there. So, okay, let's see if I, okay, there's our Rippling Fields house. So now when I put this in, I have to choose one of these from Google. And I'm not sure why there's two of them. Usually there's only one unless it's been listed on the MLS recently. And so if it's been listed recently, it will say sold this date, pending this date. Uh, you know, for, it'll give you that MLS history there. And so once you click on it, then it lets you look it up. Okay, did you mean here's the MLS history, except that see, these are all different that were on the MLS. Here's the rippling fields. All right, so we have two different algorithms for finding the ARV. And uh, the first one is the distance one. That's kind of our default algorithm. It looks within a half a mile and puts priority on the properties that are closest and more, more recent. The ARV subdivision is going to go out as far as a mile and try to pick properties that are in the same subdivision as much as possible. So I'm going to say this is not a townhouse. It was built in 1982, and the square footage was 2006, I think. Doesn't matter if I'm just within a couple. It's going to look for everything within 10 years of this year build and within 20% of the square footage. So that found 33 properties. That's that quite a few. Yeah, it is. <laughs> We'll see what the computer selected on the subdivision algorithm. 13 of those are active, six are non-active, and 26 are leased. So that tells you that that's a good neighborhood for leasing if you wanna do a buy and hold, which kind of we already knew by the size of the property and everything. So here we go, here are the comps. So right now, the computer is saying the ARV is probably around 212. And uh, so we want to compare it to the recently sold ones down here to see how that really is. There is a lot of properties in that area, which kind of makes me wonder if it flooded, given that this is Houston. So that's something that I would definitely check into before I purchased it. Because if it's flooded, then you know you've got to deal with that extra flood insurance costs. So from here, I could look at this map and say, this one is across this bayou. It's across this street. 
you know, maybe that's not the best comp. So I can go here and unselect it just by that. So other things you can look for from the map are if it backs up to a waterway or a green space or a golf course or something like that, that's obviously going to affect the value of the property. So this is also linked to Google Earth. So I can take the little Google dude and drop him. See, how did I do? This, this star tells us that that's our subject property. Ooh, it's moving though, which means I think I'm on the wrong street. I am, I'm on the wrong street. I'm gonna try that again. I'm gonna zoom in first before I do this. There we go. Now I'll be on the right street. There we go. Now when I see the star, I'll know that's, that's the house. So this is nice because it lets you check out the neighborhood without actually going there. It lets you see how it's taken care of, you know, where the cars are parked and all that. So this is my house right here. So I know it's a two-story, which I knew from the spreadsheet, but here I can see it. So it looks like a pretty nice area. So then I can check out the comps here. So you notice these are white. So as I scroll over, I'm looking for the ones that are blue. The ones that are blue are the ones that the computer picked as the best comps. So it's going to look for a closer match here as far as the subdivision, as well as go through a, a pretty good set of criteria to see. But I might not totally agree with the computer. So I might say, well, this one's in section one. Um, maybe I want to use it too. And so I can check the box right here and it's going to add it to the calculation. And so you could see that it adjusted this automatically. But the computer is also going to look for the closer one. So this one is really close. So maybe I want to add that one. It was a, that sold 102 days ago. So the recency is really important. This one is more than six months ago. These two are almost six months ago, so I'm not gonna use those. 122 days ago, maybe. But the, re the computer stops after it finds the best three or four. And so best meaning closest and most recent and in the same subdivision. So the computer chose all of these. So the things I look at are the price per square foot up here, because if one is obviously below that means that it has not been fixed up probably, not updated, as well as some of the others. This one is a little higher than the others at $116 a square foot, or it's sold at 199 so that's right in there. It's just a little smaller house. In general, a smaller property will sell for a higher price per square foot than a larger house right next to it. So you wanna keep that in mind a little bit as well. So you always want to compare the square footage, the bed and bath, which we know from our spreadsheet was a four bedroom, two and a half bath. So we can keep that in mind as well. So we can look through all of these and make sure we've got the ones that have the best match and are all at a good price per square foot. So another way to tell is to look here at the comments. So I click here and it expands the MLS information and I can read the realtor's remarks about the property. Uh, so let's see. 
This one doesn't really say, it talks about the size. Formal living room is perfect for a stay-at-home office with lots of natural light and space, cozy family room, updated kitchen. Okay, that's good. That's kind of the things we're looking for to make sure it's good for the ARV. Updated kitchen is open to the family room with stainless appliances and gorgeous ground, granite countertops. Okay, so that looks like it's still pretty good. So we wanna leave that in there. Even though that price per square foot is a little bit lower, it's really close in size. So that's it, 202. Here's what, it's, here's what it was listed for and here's what it's sold for. That's also gonna give us good information about the market as well. Um, did it sell, this one sold above the listing price as did this one right here. So that those were 10 and 11. Those sold above the list price. This one sold, these two sold a little bit below it. And here's the days on the market. So that's also gonna tell us how long we're gonna have to hold on to it. So these are all pretty good. These are, those were a little bit longer ago, but this is all during COVID, you know, this was, Less than three months ago, on the market for 19 days, 12 days, five days, 13 days. So I'll have pretty low days on market. This one's a little bit higher. This one just sold 14 days ago, but that's in a different subdivision. So I'm not sure why the computer kept this one, but I'm gonna get rid of it. Maybe, there we go. So I unchecked the box, it turns white, so it's no longer in the calculation, and it didn't make a big difference though. So these are also not in the same subdivision. Oh wait, no, Harvest Bend was my subdivision. <laughs> okay, so we want, we want to scroll through and check all those out. And then the other thing we want to do then is look at the pictures. So obviously there's no pictures of this one because it was not listed on the market, remember? If it had been listed recently, the pictures from the last time it was on the market would show up here. But we can look at all the other properties and see how they've been fixed up. So I'm going to go to one once that's a comp here. So if I click on it, I can see it in large HD. So there's the steps. Looks like a laminate, nice laminate floor. Ooh, I don't. I would not pick this backsplash with this countertop. I think the backsplash nicely matches the walls. This older flooring here, notice that's kind of outdated. So they did some upgrades, but they didn't. They didn't bother with the floor. Ew, am I the only one? I just think that's awful. <laughs> Although that's the same backsplash we put in the Aventine house, Kev. Yes, and they have shaker shaker cabinets, which is... Yep, shaker cabinets are good and up-to-date, but ew, that granite just does not match the backsplash. Why would you do that? So there's the, the new cabinets in the bathroom. That's a nice little backsplash and mirror there, so... You can check out how they've been fixed up because you want to make sure that you rehab your property to the neighborhood and to the houses that got the higher price. So if I go back to my other view, I can, you know, compare how long this one sat on the market. Did that uh, granite and backsplash keep anybody else away? <laughs> I don't know. Here's another one. So we can do a quick mouse through this way. They did not look at that wallpaper. This one's not completely updated either. So you can keep that in mind. And I think the, I, I think you go back to the two basic things um, when flipping, if you're gonna flip a house, the two main rooms 
um, that you want to concentrate on are the kitchen and the master bedroom. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, you want to make, make sure everything's clean. That's for sure. But, but those are the two main things, kitchen, master bedroom and bath. So if I were looking at these pictures and I decide it really hasn't been updated. It looks like the kitchen has on this one, but I'm not sure what's up with all that wallpaper that they didn't take off. Um, so if I say this one has not been fixed up enough, it's not as nice as mine. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Mario. They probably got a really good deal on that countertops. <laughs> they put it in no matter what, um, or the bag splash. Um, so here we go. If I want to take this one out, I can just uncheck the box right there. Now it's not blue anymore. Notice. And that didn't have much effect on this. So once I've looked through all of those, I can feel pretty confident that this is my ARV. Um, another thing I would want to do is go here and look at the other active listings on the market. I can see where they are, see how they've been fixed up, see how long they've been sitting on the market too. And that's gonna help me again with my pricing and with my uh, rehab as well. So if I'm interested in renting, I can look at the leased comps. And I also then, if I'm interested in renting, wanna pay attention to this here, the monthly lease. So this one is, worth about 211 so let's say that i can get it for 200,000 i can put this in and let it run the numbers for me that would be a rental index of 0.78 which is really not very good if you were to buy this to rent to rent out you want to make sure that you can get at least 1% of the purchase price back in your monthly rent. So since the monthly lease here is only around 1500 is all I'm gonna get for that house, I'm not gonna pay this much for it or I would not be making money. Um, so you can go through all the lease properties the same way. You can see all the same information for all of these. The non-active is actually another place where you can look for deals. So non-active means they've terminated the listing or it expired. So a lot of times those people still want to sell, um, but there's a reason that they couldn't or that it didn't sell. You know, maybe they didn't want to spend the money on the repairs or something like that. And so you can go to them, tell them they're going to save the realtor's commission and, uh, you know, maybe get the house that way. So those are also good, often motivated sellers that you go to. So let's see. Once I'm good with my comps and I've looked through these and I've made sure that the ones that are blue are just the ones that I want to use, I can go here to report and share and I can send this report to a business partner or a private lender if I'm looking for funding or use it to wholesale, whatever. Just the properties that I left checked are the ones that are going to be showing up here and then at the bottom it'll have the pictures if there are some so i'm going to go back you always follow the breadcrumb right here back if i wanted to narrow 
my search, I said, this is way more comps than what I want. I can go here and set my own criteria so that I'm only, maybe I only want to see the last six months and the close ones within a quarter mile. So I can just go find comparables here. That took it down to 189, just keeping the ones that are within the last six months and the last quarter mile. So, and that's still four comps. So those are four good comps as long as they've been fixed up. So I'd wanna double check that. This one is $77 a square foot, maybe has not been fixed up. Let's see what it says. Fantastic bones. <laughs> That's a way of saying it needs work. So I would take this one out. And now I'm back at 200. So I could feel I could feel really confident in this ARV of about 200. So then my next step would be to go to our repair estimator. Do that in a new tab and kind of make an estimate on the repairs. Now this is was on the, the pre-foreclosure list. So it's always the goal to get it subject to the existing financing. Um, in that case, you only have to pay the money to catch up their payments and you make their payments going forward while you fix it up to flip it or rent it, whatever. They still keep the mortgage in their name. And so that saves your financing costs hugely. So I'm going to go here to our five minute rehab calculator, enable editing. And this is based on the square footage of the house, which was 2006. And the average prices throughout Texas are what these are. So I can look at it and say, does it need a new roof? If it does, I'm going to put this to be a one. If not, I'm gonna leave it a zero. Does it need foundation work? That's pretty common. Electric, it was built in 1982, so the electric is probably fine. Plumbing's probably fine. HVAC, no, maybe that needs work. So I can go through here, paint, always. <laughs> uh, flooring, so this says uh, $3 per square foot for the flooring. If I know somebody that can do it for me for less, or say I only need new flooring in half the house, I can change that to 1.5 right here. And then it automatically adjusts the amount there. Um, so I can go through these things here too. Does it need any window, glass, exterior doors, hot water heater? There we go. This is 1400. We only had to pay, I think it was 900 actually for that one. Yes, it was. So we could say, okay, yes, it needs a new hot water heater, but it's only going to cost me 900. And if you've got contractors and you know these costs, you can adjust this and save it instead of having it go back to the default every time. Uh, bathroom remodel, let's say it needs one. But here's kitchen appliances, pool, patio. Landscaping, we want to fix it up a little bit on the outside so it looks nice. So once we're done going hey, through... Can you back up, um, Becky, because a funny yeah. thing that I learned on our last flip is that people store things up in the attic, um, like extra tile for the bathroom. We had a couple broken tiles in the bathroom, and uh, our contractor said, well, did you look up in the attic? And we said, 
for what? <laughs> and he said, well, some sometimes people store extra materials from when the house was built um, up in the attic. And so we went up there and sure enough, there were there were like 10 tiles for the bathroom um, that we didn't have to spend any extra money on. <laughs> So that was right, and, yeah. And if we hadn't found those, we'd have probably had to redo the whole bathroom because yeah. I don't I don't know if we'd have been able to match the tile. So if not, we would have had to redo the whole floor. This way, we were just able to grab one and and repair the replace the bad ones. Yeah. So once you're done here, it's going to give you a rehab budget. So then we can calculate our offer. So. We said, oops, our ARV was 200,000. So we're going to take that times 70% is 140,000. Subtract our repairs. We'll just call it 29.5. And the most we would want to pay if we were to buy that property outright is 110,000. Now, if we are getting it subject to, you know, we, we kind of evaluate that a little bit differently and can pay a little bit more. If the loan balance is a little bit more than this, we'd still be okay. But that's how you calculate your offer. Okay, just to give you a quick um, rundown of the rest of our service here. I showed I, you the- I wanna, I wanna yeah. comment in here on MLS Deal Finder, Beck. Mm -hmm. because we have some um, people with us today from Dallas and to show that we, we've only been showing the Houston metro area right now, but if she goes up to the top, um, of course we can get DFW too. Right, so I can go to MLS Deal Finder here and I can go to new search and enter my search criteria. I'm looking for active. I can narrow my county, city, or zip code, property types. And these property types are slightly different in each metro area. In Houston, for example, we don't have the half duplex category, but you can choose whatever you're looking for, set your minimum, maximum and minimum price. Uh, last updated would be the last time it had a price change or was put on the market. And you can set your discount percentage. So if I'm looking for that 30% deal or 70% deal, I'm going to put in 30 here under minimum. Um, and that way, you know, maybe the repairs aren't counted into that, but you also don't have to pay the asking price either. So you can make an offer that would put it back into the 30%, but that's going to give you everything that's close. Or if I wanted to search for the rental index, so that was that percentage that I can get in my monthly rent. Um, most hard money lenders want you to have a 1.25 rental index. So I can do a search just for properties that meet those criteria. Um, so I didn't put all those in, so I'm just gonna show you a quick search. Let's go Collin County, last updated in the last year. That's gonna pull up all the active properties on the market. Now, 
and I go search. <clears throat> you know, you can save a search so that whenever a new property comes on the market that meets your criteria, you can get an email about it right away. And that email is gonna look just like that report that I showed you earlier. So here we go, it found 250 deals that match that criteria. And my internet is slow, so it's gonna take the pictures a minute to load. Um, but you can click around on the map. So this means if I zoom in, I'm gonna find four properties there. And then I can click on it and it's gonna give me the information for it here. This one's listed at 367, worth 533. I can go to details and see the MLS information about it, including the realtor's remarks. I can go to photos. There we go. There's the agreeable gray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but that's then, a pretty house. It is a pretty house. So we can look at all the pictures. This one would probably not be a very good investment property, I would guess, because it doesn't need much work, um, but that you'd have to know the area. And then you go to run CMA and it's gonna take you back to a comp just like what, just like the one I did when I typed in that address. And so you can see this price right here was based on the distance algorithm. There might be something in here that's pulling it up artificially that we don't wanna use. So we can just take that out. So um, where is Wichita Falls? What county What's is- What's the difference there? between the green and the red, Becky? The green are active listings, the red are pending sales already. And the blue ones? The blue just means if I click here, it's got two more properties that are, oh, this does have a blue. Blue is active option contract. Again, that's something that's different, different in um, Houston versus DFW area. I don't know where Wichita County is, Glenn. Is it part of the DFW area? Glenn's asking me to do a CMA for a property. It is, but yeah, okay. you saw his chat. Okay, so I'm just going to go here, 1300 Montgomery Street, Wichita Falls, there it is, look up. Okay, so this property has not been recently listed on the MLS, so there's not going to be pictures and all that stuff, so we're going to need to enter that information. So I'm assuming it's a single family. Um, so Glenn, do you happen to know that you're built in the square footage? I, I think you need to deselect all and then select single family. Yes. Okay, built in 1980 and it has 1456 square feet. Okay, find comparables. And it's saying no comparables found. So I'm gonna check subdivision and it's saying no comparables found is, again. Is it is a single in, family, right? Is this screen? in Dallas? Where, where? Yeah, Denton is oh. in the W area. Well, close to Denton. So there is nothing coming up. So I can go to custom CMA and try this and try to expand the parameters. So I'm not familiar with, let's try 1.5. Miles built in 1980. The year build range shouldn't do it. Shouldn't be a problem. Maybe ex just expand these just to see what happens here. Hmm. Expanding all those parameters came up with one non-active property. 
So, and this is kind of what an appraiser would end up doing. If they don't find anything close, they just have to go out further and keep expanding until you find something. So terminated property is not really very good to base comps on. See what happens if I expand those a little bit further. Ooh, I'm still not getting anything. And if I go three miles out, that gave me one sold and one active. And and keep in mind, this is this is running off of MLS information. So what Becky's doing right now in, in expanding things. Are finding the other properties listed. So this Those one right the here. Comps that you're going to get. Yeah, this is a much older house, which would be good news for your property. So it'd be, it was 110 per square foot or 150,000. So that's actually not bad in an area like that. Um, let's look at this one right here. That one was built in 1952, probably needed a lot of work because look at that, it went for 3361, was listed at 3361 a square foot. If you're looking for another one, there you go. Um, I, I guess I, I have to question, are you building or is it a flip? Well, it was built in 1980, so probably, probably not. Okay. Yeah, just not, not much action, not much movement in the Wichita Falls area. So you could keep expanding parameters to look at what else is there, but there's one leased property that's going for 1050 a month. Yeah, it's kind of tough when there's no comps. I would, I would double check with a realtor who knows the area. So if you know of a local realtor, in that area, or maybe the one who's listed these other houses and talk to them about what's going on. It's, it's tough when there just aren't comps. <laughs> That's tough for any investment anywhere. We ran into this problem and it actually made our uh, lender and our money partner on that deal really nervous that there weren't any other comps to kind of assure you're gonna be able to do it. So I would check other sources for rentals, I guess, drive around, drive around, see what's, you know, are there any properties listed for rent? Check them out to find out what you could rent it for and go from there on that one. Sorry, couldn't be much help. Not much going on in Wichita Falls. So the other thing we have is our county data finder and this searches the county tax records and you can pull a list of absentee owners of, um, small apartment buildings if you wanted, small multifamily, commercial properties, mobile homes, any of those things, and then you can market to the people on that list. So you can either do door knocking, dropping cards, or if you want to call them, we have on-demand skip tracing, and you can get this even if you don't have the rest of our service. If you just go to our website here and go to tools, there's on-demand skip tracing. So you can um, submit a list here and you'll get it back with email addresses and phone numbers. And so you could pull a list from County Data Finder or a list of expired listings, skip trace it to get the people's contact information. And then you could call, text, ringless voicemail, messages, emails, any of those things. Um, so just wanna show you real quick our premium list. 
which has the skip tracing already done. So it's exactly the same as the list we looked at before. But if I keep scrolling over, here are email addresses for the owner and phone numbers for the owners. And then it gives you a, a close relative and their contact information. So if you can't get a hold of the owners, they seem to be nowhere in sight. Uh, maybe a relative could help you out by passing on your information or something like that. So, all right, we'll get to, there were a couple other questions I'll get back to in just a second. Let me go back to my presentation here. Um, so we have a deal analysis suite which starts at just $15 a month. So if you're just starting out and you wanna be able to run comps, um, but maybe you're not ready to market or you know, you're looking at properties from wholesalers, our deal analysis suite can help you do that. You can run all the CMAs you want, typing in addresses just the way that I did that. Also gives you our repair estimator and our deal analyzer calculators. Uh, so then we have our deal finding suite which gives you everything in the deal analysis suite plus the off-market leads. So the ones that I showed you, all the lists that I showed you, our county data finder and our MLS deal finder. So you can get those emails of the discounted properties when they come on the market. So here are the off-market leads that we offer again. And the ones that have asterisks are the ones that have skip tracing and actually I need to update this as well because the tax sale list is also now part of our premium. We just added skip tracing on that. So that means all of these lists will come with the owner's contact information already there when you get them. County data finder, that's um, what I said, you can pull out of state owners, absentee owners. Um, in a lot of spots you can choose high, you can choose, um, whoops over 65 you can't in houston they don't allow it but a lot of other areas you can you can choose how long they've owned it to make sure they have equity you can search by subdivision or zip code even so uh that's a really powerful tool for your marketing list and the mls deal finder so we also have a knowledge vault with some frequently asked questions some good how-to videos i don't know if you saw that one called how to not let your contractor eat your lunch. That was on the page with the rehab budget calculator. And we have a great customer service team that's available um, from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., I think. And then on the weekends from nine to five as well. So we have some freebies that we can offer you just for attending today. And these ones are heat maps that kind of show you where the deals are. And then we also have an MLS deal of the day, uh, which is a live deal that we uh, analyze with our system. So it's a great educational tool to see what's on the market, what kind of things do you consider when you analyze the deals, but it's also a live deal you can make an offer on if you'd like. All right. If you miss the opportunity to sign up for a one-on-one -on -one deal finding training, just put demo please in the chat. And one of our account managers, all right, everyone, so um, Brandon, Maria, Sacha, Victor, so if you have questions about our services or anything about Real Estate IQ, and if ever, you know, you missed our one-on-one -on -one deal finding training, so we have some account managers here in our webinar for today, named, namely Angeli and uh, Jason, 
So you can post your questions in the chat box if ever you have any clarification or anything that you wanted to know about our services. And also, Brandon, I have seen that you have your hands, uh, your hand raised. So I have allowed you to talk. So if you have uh, questions, let us know. Um, you can unmute yourself and you can ask your question about our services or any, um, you know, any tips that you wanted to know about um, our tools since we have our account managers here on, uh, on the call today. So I stopped the, um, the video um, of the recording since um, this is the Q&A part where Becky answers questions. So right now, this, this is our opportunity or this is our time for, to, for us to do a Q&A. So let us know in the chat box uh, or the Q&A box if you have questions or raise your hand as well so I can allow you to talk. And also, um, there, uh, we have Victor. So let me allow you to talk as well. So Victor, any questions that you have so our account managers can answer your question? Yeah, I got a question. Um, I got the premium package to go back and do all of my uh, research for looking for deals. Um, some of the skip tracing that I found on there, um, do you have another way to do it? Because some of it's not working. Uh, it's not uh, the correct information. Hey, Victor, yeah, this is, this is Jason, one of the account managers. Um, with regards to your question, um, the accuracy uh, the accuracy rate that we put into the skip tracing for the premium leads are around seventy to eighty percent. Um, some phone numbers or email addresses may no longer be in use or uh, are no longer active, and that's something that's out of our control. But the uh, current process is that the leads that we get uh, from the county clerks are being are gone through our skip tracing service. So. Um, if there are specific numbers or specific email addresses that do not uh, belong to the rightful owners, um, that's something that we cannot control for now. But um, if you do have any specific properties that you want us to look into, um, I'll, put a, I'll put in my uh, email address on the chat box, send me those addresses, and I'll try to find out if there's anything more accurate that we can get. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you. Right, thanks. All right. Thanks so much, Jason. And thanks so much, Victor. So. Um, right now, we'll stay in the room, in this uh, webinar room for a couple of minutes, probably two to three minutes, so that if you have thought of a question or anything you wanted to ask our account managers, um, um, since I have allowed everyone to talk, you can just unmute yourself and ask your questions live to, um, to our account manager. So I'll be turning off my video, but I'll be staying here with Jason and Anjali. So let us know if you have questions. And thank you so much for attending our webinar for today. And also, once you leave the room, we'll, um, you'll be routed to a very quick survey on how um, you know, we can improve our services, how we can improve our events, and what are the topics that you're lo looking forward to learn in the future webinars with Real Estate IQ. So everyone, I'll be turning off my video, but we'll be staying here for two to three minutes to answer any of your questions. So everyone, thank you so much for attending. And... You all have a great day. Stay safe. Bye for now. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.